Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Uh, thanks, Enrique. Happy April again. We have another uh, awesome individual from our wonderful Air Force. Who we have? We have Kofi Duhaji. He's from Papillion, Nebraska. Guess what? We're so excited to know about this young man. He's a founder of Flying Wings. He's an author. He does a lot of plethora of different things. But first, let's start off, Kofi. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you very much, Enrique, and uh, Vince, for the opportunity. My name is Kofi Duhaji. I love introducing myself to people as, hey, my name is Kofi Duhaji. I'm from Texas. Don't let my accent fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but before being from Texas, I was born in Togo. Togo is a beautiful country in West Africa along the ocean, at uh, the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, I was born there, grew up from a humble start, uh, had a dream and pursued my goals, ended up graduating with my civil engineering degrees, ran my construction and consulting business, therefore, about nine years before we moved to the United States, my wife and our daughter, she was four when we moved in. And I've seen pictures of you in the engineering field, out there uh, doing field work. And it's so inspiring how not only are you born in Western Africa, you were able to excel what's common. I, I, I'm from Puerto Rico visit Puerto Rico, and there is an expectation of island life, of nat, you know, local life, and some people just excel that. And I'll tell you that you have done that, young man, uh, in so many ways. So you moved to the United States. You have different ventures. Flying Wings is one of them, but I know you're multifaceted. So share us a little bit about Flying Wings. Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Flying Wings is a publishing company that I started by accident. I've never planned to run and own a publishing company. But when my book, Unbroken Optimist, was ready, I sent the manuscript to eight different publishing companies and got almost the same response back. Kofi, we love what you're doing here. Great job, well done, but we don't work with first time authors and you need to have an agent. I looked into hiring an agent. It was expensive as hell. And I didn't know how to stop being a first time author if I don't have the opportunity to publish my first book. I think even Shakespeare at one point was a first time author. So I started looking into the situation and noticed that it was a real problem in, in the publishing realm that first time authors struggle to put their books on the shelves. And I thought that was unacceptable and I wanted to fix that. For fixing that for me, um, it led to creating Flying Wings because I didn't just want to publish Unbroken Optimist and stop there. I had already started working on future books 
So I started a publishing company to fix my own problem. And then after that, other authors started reaching, started reaching out and we started working and helping other authors to, to reach their goals. So that's how Flying Wings came to be as a joke. I, I used to say Flying Wings where first time authors aren't turned away. So eventually that became a thing and that's how Flying Wings uh, came to be. That's amazing. Great story. Thanks, Coffee, for sharing. And what I'm also hearing, you give an opportunity for folks to share their story, first-termers, because like you said, Shakespeare started with one, right? And all Absolutely. of us start with one and we go forward. So I appreciate, by accident, starting Flying Wings, talk about a great entrepreneur, you know, fixing a problem. I love that you started a publishing company and you're doing great stuff with Unbroken Optimism, in your book as well. So what lessons learned you would like to share about your entrepreneurship challenges with our audience today? Or what community activities you do to give back? I think uh, in terms of entrepreneurship, one of the most important thing I love sharing with people is to start with the end in mind. When you start a venture, a project, a business, don't start with looking at the resources that you have available, you're going to automatically limit yourself and what you can achieve. But when you start with the end in mind, you, you down, uh, then backtrack or reverse engineer from that high end to now, how can I build up to that end? Conversely, we tend to go, oh, I'm not a native speaker. Uh, I haven't done business in this environment before. And then you use all that knowledge, which is fact, but you use that to limit what you can achieve. So I think when you venture on your entrepreneurship journey, look at what exactly you're trying to achieve. And now ask yourself, what is it required for me to get there? and then start planning step-by-step. Step. Be patient, persevere, and you will get there. If I can start a publishing company that is growing and doing well in the United States, I moved to this country at age 31. My teeth were already set into different tastes, you know? but uh, I was able to adapt to learn and build something that is valuable and that is uh, bringing value to other authors. And I believe in storytelling. When we share our stories, we enable other people to feel less lonely and to know that there's someone out there just like me who has been in my shoes where I'm at today, who is now ahead of me in the journey and who can uh, be a testimony that I too can achieve such things. And I tell you, your story is so inspirational for most people that don't know. You started in the Air Force as an enlisted, yes. and then you became an officer. And yes. oh, by the way, he came to this country in his 30s. <laughs> and started a publishing company and 
started a apparel company. So, so dynamic, so inspiring that in a short amount of time, you have been able to go down roads that people don't even wish to be uh, at one day, right? You started Flying Wings. You spoke about the opportunity to give an opportunity to first-time public uh, published authors, and that is wonderful, but you're so dynamic, and you have other things in the hopper. Tell us what the horizon looks like for Flying Wings and the other ventures that you have. For Flying Wings, uh, the horizon looks beautiful and challenging and, uh, I mean, scary at times, uh, but overall, a beautiful picture. Uh, we currently have authors from three different continents. We have authors we're working with in Africa where opportunities are not really in place to sell their work globally. We give them the portal to be able to do that. Uh, we have authors in Switzerland that we are working with right now and here in the United States at, as well. Uh, so our dream and ambition now is to take advantage of technology and internet to create opportunities for talents across the globe. So our graphic designers are in uh, Ukraine and Togo. Uh, our editors are in the UK and the United States. And we bring jobs to people who otherwise wouldn't have had those jobs because we can take advantage of technology and also internet. Uh, other things we're trying to achieve is to build a new way of writing. We know we live in such a fast paced world at uh, this era and being able to write a book is not as easy but we are building currently an app where, you know, if uh, Vince wants to publish a new book, he can, while maybe uh, taking a trip, driving, he can be talking to this app, sharing his ideas. And this has, app is going to be transcripting his ideas into words and Vince is driving to maybe a location that is three hours down the road. But during those three hours, he's been inspired by nature and he's creating his book along the way. So we want to bring all those uh, innovation to our authors so that they can live in our uh, digital world and fast-paced world without uh, losing creativity and having the opportunity to create what matters to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, creativity is optimal here because, you know, you're meeting up with the Joneses in the digital space. And I think a hashtag for Flying Wings is Global Portal, right? So <laughs> that might be a great hashtag for you. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's basically what you said, and I think is a great yeah. hashtag. And I hope said, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. And if it is, go for it, because that's what you guys are all about, you know. And the fact that you're implementing the diversity around the, the continents to implement everything in Flying Wings is amazing. So 
giving opportunities to folks that won't have a chance, you know, in Africa and other parts of the country and the world. So thank you for everything you do. And you said you came here at 31, you were enlisted you uh, as an officer, and you're only like 35 now, right? <laughs> so, so I was like, what has happened the last four years? <laughs> but you look great, my man. Um, so let's jive a little bit about leadership itself. Uh, love to know what you do to continue to sharpen your saw in your professional life as a leader. I think uh, three things comes to, come to mind. The first one is uh, learning, whether it's through reading, through just watching great leaders you look up to lead, uh, or just talking to mentors and asking questions and guidance. The second is doing, going out there and just getting into the mud getting dirty, getting dusty, and learning and failing and, and getting up and starting all over again. My third uh, approach is consistent feedback, seeking feedback consistently. And I always ask my mentors and, and people I trust who have that experience in leadership to give me feedback, not to worry too much when I'm doing well, but when I have room to grow somewhere that I definitely beg them to let me know, even if it's some uncomfortable conversation. And when you build that uh, groundwork of foundation uh, up front, when those moments happen, people are more likely to feel comfortable to having those uncomfortable conversations with you because you've already made it known that it's not going to get under your skin and that, you know, your feelings are not going to be hurt because you are seeking that feedback to grow. So those three tips uh, have helped me grow as a leader. And uh, a bonus, if you will, uh, it would be asking feedback from my team, asking my team, how am I doing with you? Maybe individually, maybe sometime in a small group, just having a conversation and we'll talk about, hey, uh, sir, you are doing great here, but we think you could do better here. And one time I invited a fellow flight commander to one of my flight meetings and he was just so amazed by the fact that I could sit on, you know, a hot chair and let my airmen rip me off <laughs> completely, right? But I think it also built trust and my airmen know that I genuinely want to serve, want to be there and be the leader they want to have. So that helps a lot. Well, definitely setting an environment where feedback is accepted at all levels gives you a holistic view of your leadership. And so kudos on you for doing that and great advice. And I'm sure that that's not uh, the only advice you have, but you transitioned from being enlisted into the officer ranks. You are a business leader, uh, publishing company uh, uh, owner. So what advice did you receive as you was going through all these different phases of life that you would like to give to an emergent leader today? I think uh, 
one of them that I value a lot would be leadership is not about you. It's about them. It's about adding value to other people's life and making their life better. Uh, same in business. When you start a business, you just don't. I've worked with people who they're starting a business for a very specific reason to make money. Well, uh, any business, every business needs to make money, but you just can't make money because you have a business. You you add value to people, and they respond back with money. So focusing on problem solving and quality of life improvement, those are going to drive you to find solutions to problems that people will be willing to compensate you monetarily uh, for uh, in, in return, you can help them solve their problems. Absolutely. You know, don't focus on the, that end in mind is going to happen if you focus on the Definitely those three things that Kofi shared with folks. So Absolutely. problem solving being one of them. So I appreciate it. And adding values to another. So definitely a great advice giving to our audience today. Um, Kofi, just curious, memorable aha leadership moment. I know you have a little bit of their pearls of wisdom you'd love to share. Give us one that exploded with you and you'd like to share with our audience today. Uh, so... I was uh, on this century ride with a group of people. We were riding a bicycle for a hundred miles. And I've done it multiple times through the same trail, the Centennial Trail in Washington state. So I knew the trail, I had the experience and I had the endurance and I knew a few tricks I could use when we are going uphill, downhill and so on and so forth. So when I started, I was up front and driving my, my friends to that end goal where we hit the 100 miles mark. But then I started noticing that there's been a gap between us every time because I know the trail, I've done it before, and I'm just like excited. I have the, the stamina that most on the team didn't have. So at one point, something in me kind of pulled me back. So I let everyone pass me. They were up front and I was behind and I was shouting, talking to them. And then the gap between us got really short. But what I noticed is that we were still almost going at the same speed, at the same pace while I was up front. So my aha moment was that leading from the front is not always the good strategy. Sometimes you have to retreat. You have to step back and look at the, the project or whatever you're working on from a following perspective from a follower's perspective and that allows you to be in the follower's shoes and help them better so when I was in the back when we were getting close to a turn or a downhill I can shout to them this is what we have coming next 
instead of me being upfront and know it all and just zooming through and talking to them from the front with all the wind and everything, it was a lot more difficult to convey the message and guide them. When I took a step back and you know started following from the, the back, I was able to have more impact. So that taught me that leadership is not always standing at the front line sometimes is being quiet, not being seen at all in the room and letting your people shine and lead and learn. That is a great example of why I refer to as situational positional leadership, right? There are certain situations call you to be in different positions and front is fine. It's all nice. Sometimes you got to be at the middle of the pack, like when we do cadence, right? So both the front and the back can hear you. And sometimes you got to set all the way back so you can get a clear view of how everybody is trucking along. So great example in that, what you just shared. Now you have had plenty of opportunities for challenges and change. You came to the U.S. at a later time than most. You were already a businessman, had your company. Now you have to leave that to try to come over here and do something different. And I'm sure there were challenges all along the way. What certain strategies do you use with yourself or with your current teams now to deal with those times of change and challenge? I think one of the strategies I use a lot is creating a a sense of urgency in all I do. And also this is very Air Force C, (laughs) but excellence in all we do. Those are some currencies that are not going to be depreciated. Uh, You know, the weather is is not gonna affect it. um, infl- inflation is not going to affect your, you know, your culture of excellence, because when you put excellence up front and you create a sense of urgency, uh, you build an, an environment where you take things at, you know, the right pace and you strive to get it as right as p- possible. Uh, Another thing I used to face challenges is to keep myself in the knowledge that I'm going to die. That is the only certainty right now, right here. Everything else might or might not happen, but I know for sure my time here is about to come up one day. So uh, I can choose to walk safely to my graveyard or I can choose to uh, to my grave excuse me or I can choose to take risks along the way because anyway either way my end is for sure (laughs) the graveyard so I'm not gonna go safely through life just to die I'm going to take risk and make dying worth it so those strategies allow me to face change and just to know that it's going to be okay. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to go 
go through life and make it through a life anyway. So saving myself from change or risks, yeah, I'm not going to take risks just, you know, carelessly. I'm going to measure and take calculated risks, but I will not shy away from taking risks to be safe because being safe uh, doesn't lead you anywhere but the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Calculate risk indeed, Kofi. Thank you for sharing those great strategies for change and challenge. Have a culture of urgency and a culture of excellence. Service before self as one of the core values of the Air Force as well. So I uh, love everything you shared. And for folks listening, listening, how do they get a hold of you? Flying Wings, that global portal that you shared, uh, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is through LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Actually, my wife thinks I should pay rent on LinkedIn. <laughs> so you for sure can find me on LinkedIn through my handle, Kofi Duhaji. And Flying Wings, the global portal. Thank you very much for that hashtag. Hashtag global portal. You can find our website at www.flyingwings.llc. And there's a contact form there you can use to reach out with your concerns, whatever we can support with. And we are always happy and ready to help. Uh, I love uh, what your wife said. We both must have some apartment on LinkedIn because that's where I live as well. But uh, folks, we will have that information as part of the video and show notes so that you can get a hold of Coffee and Flying Wings and all that he is doing. You're going to be amazed at what this young man is doing around the the globe and what he his adventures has led him to. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, the Leadership Void podcast, you'll send an email at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Anything that you would like for Vince and I to cover in the leadership spectrum, or if you would like to see a guest uh, on our show, we'd love to hear about it by that means. Absolutely. You know, we have wonderful guests, just like Kofi here. We are so excited, and we're very honored to have wonderful sponsors, which are Triple Nickel. VEI and Favob, you know, hosting the Leadership Void podcast. But today is all about flying wings, the global portal, you know, and coffee here. So thank you for being on the show and much success in your future. Thank you all very much for the opportunity. Peace and love.